Picks and Bets show on the Mayo Media Network, presented by PrizePix. I'm Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to go through March 11th NHL Daily Fantasy Slate and, you know, Picks and Bets and all the other good stuff there. DJ, how you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I mean, it's going to be Thursday when you're listening to this, and I'm, I'm off on Friday, so it's a, it is like a Friday for me feeling right now. I have just on pins and needles. I'm wearing one of my favorite jerseys I own. Um, you have to check this out. Uh, we got the screaming, well, not the screaming eagle, the black throwback capitals jersey, Yammer Yager. It's one of my favorite. It's, it's a beauty. On it. I mean, it, it is <laughs> worth the price of going on YouTube. Um, so and I'm the, feeling good. I'm feeling what's, like. What's that hat you're wearing, dude? Oh, it's got the Seattle Kraken. I mean, this is the logo. I mean, this is the logo that matters. Like, their yeah. Kraken logo is fine. Like, I get it. I like the little technical thing, but the but the CN Tower, right? Is it CN Tower? Uh, the Space Needle. No, Space Needle. CN Tower. <laughs> yeah. The Space Needle through the you know, uh, anchor. Th- it's so freaking cool. So, uh, yeah. very in on that. So, I am absolutely repping the hot hottest merch in the game. Let's get right into it, though. Yeah, I mean, um, one of first off, yeah, one of the uh, one of, like one of the key things, you know, about hockey is you, you know you look good, you play good. So I think when you you know you look good, yeah. you bet good, you, you play DFS good. Um, but yeah, yeah, we can we can definitely get into Thursday's action first. I want to talk to you a little bit about Prize Picks. Uh, make sure you head on over to prizepicks.com and sign up using the promo code MMN, as in Mayo Media Network, uh, over on Prize Picks you will make entries based on the over-unders of actual player fantasy performances. So for the NHL, you get three points for a goal, you get two points for an assist, and you get a a half a point for a block and a shot on goal. Um, It's super simple. You just pick the over or the under on up to five players to make your entry. And uh, yeah, you, you can win up to 10x your original entry fee. So make sure you head on over to prizepicks.com using promo code MMN. So DJ, let's get into this Thursday night action. Yeah, I mean, the, the first thing that might stand out to you if you're kind of looking at all the games at once is there are a lot of very long odds as far as these games are concerned. We have 10 games. Uh, seven of them will go off at 7, and then there's a 7.30, 8.30, and 9 o'clock. Another weird kind of thing, I, I believe this is the first time this year we're going to have a team playing on the road versus a team in less than 24 hours. Um, the uh, Montreal Canadiens are on a road back-to-back starting at 11 and then going to Calgary and playing at nine. So that might lead to maybe a little bit of different tactics, um, but we can get started. We're going to go game by game. So we might as well get started at the top. Matt, are you ready to talk about the Rangers at the Bruins? Yes. And uh, fortunately the Rangers are not playing at 6 PM like they did on Tuesday. So we don't need to, you know, like talk about them and showdown or whatever. Like we're, we're just, we're right onto the main slate for DFS purposes. So yeah, I hear the Rangers uh, head over, you know, shipping up the Boston, let's say uh, Boston minus one ninety five over under five and a half uh, right away. This sort of seems like a spot, you know, Artemi Panarin's back Boston coming off of a couple losses. They haven't been putting up a ton of goals. Uh, I'm kind of feeling this Rangers money line here, plus 165. Uh, what, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty torn on the money line. I, I do think the Rangers are a decent bet here, but it's really going to come down to if Panarin actually plays or not. So it sounds like he's available to them and should play. There's really no reason he shouldn't play. It's not like this was injury-related. Um, if he does play, his plus 240 to score seems pretty fun, just kind of as like a, a bet I would – maybe rather take just taking the Boston or the Rangers money line. Like if the Rangers win, 
what are the odds Panarin scores? I think it's decent. Maybe not quite the same equity you're talking about there, but it's fair enough. Um, so I'm going to be looking at those player props, trying to figure it out. Unfortunately, right now we're not getting any because maybe they're just not sure what it's going to actually be for their lineups and everything. So I like the Rangers here. Okay. I think that's a fair bet. Um, I think Boston wins this more often, but like the plus 165 is, is worth doing. What are your thoughts on the over-under though? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think I like the over here. Um, the Rangers are not a team that I'm afraid of defensively. And, no. you know, Boston has been held off the board a bit. Like, you know, they're, they're definitely not putting pucks in the net like you would expect for a team, you know, that employs David Pasternak. Um, you know, that said, I think there's a lot to like on both sides here. So I'm, you know, pretty comfortable attacking this over. Um, I definitely like any player props around, say, you know, Artemi Panarin. Just I like your to score. I like to get a point. Um, you know, if he doesn't play for whatever reason, you'll, you know, that, that will be voided. So it's not like you're, it's not like you're super at risk or anything by going with that, because if he's in, I think he plays just a, a top tier role. Like he always does. So, um, you know, hope, hope everything's all right with you know. him and, you know, his family and all that. Yeah, but... if, you're, if you're listening, yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not checking lines 30 minutes before the game to see if a player goes off, like you're missing a crucial step in the process. So Definitely make sure he plays, but um, we'll be tweeting that. I'll make sure to get a retweet as soon as I find out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Any uh, any other players maybe deeper down the board you like? Like we have like a guy like Matt Greslick who's on the top power play at four to one to score. That yeah. seems a little, you know, like it seems fine for a guy, but Matt Grizzlick's yeah. not a guy who shoots a ton. Any of these uh, deeper plays, maybe Adam Fox or... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I guess the way I'm looking at it more more than anything else is just, what are the lines going to be? If we get news that we still have, you know, Zabinijad with Lafreniere, I think he's fine. But if we get news that um, um, yeah, Panarin joins the, that trio, like now Lafreniere plus 375 is like really, really, really enticing. So I'm going to be interested to see what the lines are. You know, I could definitely see them putting Zabinajet and Panarin together um, in any capacity. And and that third guy with them is going to be really enticing to me because he's just, unless if it's Kreider, like they're going to have really long odds to score and they're going to be in a really great spot. So it is going to be a game time decision with what I end up doing in this game. All right. Um, so let's go from there over to Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Uh, the big news in Buffalo is, you know, Jack Eichel out. Sounds like it could be a longer term thing. So, you know, hoping for uh, some more clarity there, but definitely Eichel will not be playing on Thursday night. Um, that means Dylan Cousins steps into the top line center role. Um, you know, he's certainly got the pedigree. He did play a you know a good game there on Tuesday, earned some rave reviews from his line mates, from his coach. Um, and that top line in Buffalo, you know, Hall and Reinhardt did do their thing. Reinhardt scoring twice and Hall picking up a couple of assists. Um, is that enough for you to think that the Sabres at home plus 175, uh, you know, can make this work? Or are you just piling on the, uh, you know, the, the, the anti-Buffalo bandwagon, Pittsburgh minus 210 here? Like, it's, it's crazy, the odds that we're getting on, you know, what used to be a pretty competitive Sabres team. Uh, I mean, the Sabres have broken me, and, and I really just hate betting on their games. But uh, I think there's a few different angles to take in this one. Um, number one, I think that every line that isn't that top line in Buffalo could get just caved in. 
uh, more or less, especially that fourth line, um, Eakin, Akposo, and Ryder. Hopefully they don't see a ton of ice time, but when they're out there, they're going to get absolutely uh, just beaten up as they have every other game. We also have just a, a very bad defensive core overall. So I think any way you want to attack with Pittsburgh is fair. Um, the one thing that you mentioned uh, on our other show, the morning podcast, was the fact that it does seem like Evan Rodriguez will be playing with Malkin. Um, trying to find his to score odds. I honestly don't even see them on DraftKings. I'm not sure if I'm missing him in some capacity. But if you can find it, I'm sure it's going to be very, very long. Um, so that might be something to attack. Other than that, I think it's kind of the usual suspects in Pittsburgh. And you could talk me into the Taylor Hall to score. I mean, he shoots so much. He has to right now. He's going to be the, the main guy there. At plus 235, you know, I think that regression is going to hit for him. Um, and he's going to get back to, you know, having at least, you know, a fraction of the goals he is used to. Um, yeah, uh, I mean so – I, I certainly, I, I mean, it is kind of strange that Rodriguez has not been posted yet on uh, the sports book, but, you know, I, I'm guessing oh, that heck. gets up there. No problem. Um, he's probably going to be a fine value. I think I'm just sticking to this top line in Pittsburgh, you know, Sidney Crosby, a point per game player this year, nine goals, 15 assists. Um, he has 32 shots on goal in his last 10 games. So, you know, he's definitely picking up the shots as the season has gone on. Um I just think that he's the guy that I want to be building around here. You know, I don't really want to play around with Evgeny Malkin stacks. Like I get it. Malkin could hit his ceiling. Um, I just think that Crosby, Gensel and Rust and maybe Chris Letang too, you know, power play and all that. But uh, I just think that those three guys are the ones I really, really want to build around here. Um, It's not going to be contrarian, but with 10 games on the slate and like you, you know, like you alluded to plenty of monster favorites on the slate, I think we should be safe in terms of like, you know, massive, massive ownership here on Sidney Crosby. So uh, he's my favorite guy here. I think betting the over on his shot prop, it'll be around the two and a half range. Like, I think that definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, especially if Buffalo keeps it close, they're going to give up a lot of shots. Um, So, and they're probably going to give up a lot of goals too. So, you know, Crosby multi-point game, absolutely in play. Uh, for me, but any other guys that you think, you know, I would make for solid uh, longer type bets here. I mean, I, I think the, the, the multi-point game from him or Gensel is fair. If you can find it, I think the rust hall Crosby shot props are going to be super in play um, where they end up panning out to be other than that lo- long odds. I, I mean, I, I don't think you're really going to want to get, too insane here. I think it's the Rodriguez one. If you can find it, and like you said, hopefully they update it because it's just not on the books right now. It's gonna be the longest odd from this game that I'm gonna be considering. Um, other than that, I think you know the Pittsburgh side minus two ten in a parlay is fine. Um, the six, I think, is pretty right on the nose. Um, you know, four to two empty netter six probably hits. I, I'm probably just not gonna touch it. I don't have a lot of faith in the Sabers getting more than two. So you're really gonna be hoping for a you know, blow out in that capacity. So, um, yeah, you know, we, I, I talked about it on Tuesday's show and it ended up hitting, uh, the Sabres have been playing with a lot of tempo, you know, they didn't score yeah. against the Islanders, but they were playing with pace. Um, they have been playing with pace and they're obviously allowing a ton of goals. So yeah, I think the over is absolutely in play here on Tuesday. They hit nine goals in that game. So, you know, I, I think the over six is a, is a good bet here. Um, so with that in mind, you know, Dylan Cousins, longest shots to score, top line center. Didn't get the top power play billing. Uh, that was actually Ristolainen, who went to the net front. But 
Um, I still think Dylan Cousins at plus 400 playing with the guys in Hall and Reinhardt that he is, you know, should see a lot of minutes. Uh, definitely good value there, in my opinion. Let's get over to our next game, the Islanders hosting the New Jersey Devils. The Islanders minus 205, over under five and a half. DJ, what are your thoughts on this one? I mean, I feel like every time the Islanders pop up, you know, the math is leading me to consider the under. I think it's fine here. Um, we did actually get new New Jersey lines, if you will. Um, so they didn't do exactly what they started, but what we had planned. And we talked about in the last podcast, but they did switch it up. And, and, and Lions on March 10th were Zaka Hughes and Paul Mary together, you know, kind of getting away from those random guys like Maltsev and Kukum Nainen or whoever it is. Um, so that top okay. line... Coconut, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> so you know, it, it's kind of going to be back to reality with that. And you know, the Jack Hughes, the score line always kind of speaks to me a little bit. But Kim Zaka, um, you know, and maybe Paul Mary, but I think any of those three to score just seems way too out there. Um, you know, them getting shut out is, I guess, in the realm of possibility. It, it can be, but I think that they have enough offensively, and they've been they, they have normally pushed the pace enough and did against the Capitals again to lead me to believe that they could get a couple goals. And, you know, that line is definitely the, the play driver for them, the power play guys. So all three of those are in play for me. And I'm not sure where I'm going to land the shot props. I probably just don't really get involved with it in this game because I don't know if the pace is going to be incredibly, incredibly high. Um, but I, I, you know, I'd rather just either not take it or, you know, kind of exclude it from my parlay in general, um, or maybe just take the New Jersey side at plus 175 because I don't think it's, you know, way out of the Roman possibility that they win this game. Yeah, you know, I I'm sort of on the side of with the Islanders, um, but I think that instead of the first line, you know, I I love Matt Barzell. He's uh, you know he's a guy who we talked about a lot on the Moneyscape podcast just in terms of his price tag at six thousand on DraftKings and all that. Like the talent he has is undeniable. Um, but in terms of stacking, I don't love paying up for a guy like Anders Lee. I think that, you know, you'll get his odds a bit juiced uh, when you go to bet them. I think getting shares of the second line, Brock Nelson uh, coming off a game with another goal, uh, Anthony Beauvillier still playing a really good offensive role, uh, should be top power play. And Josh Bailey, you know, he's definitely the third guy there who I, I don't love. He doesn't have a ton of, you know, shot equity or whatever. Um, but just like those three guys in DFS are super cheap. Um, I think you can get, Decent odds on Brock Nelson, anytime goal, plus 240. First goal, 13 to 1. Again, I'm just, I'm really in on the, uh, the Islanders side of this. So I don't think there's a ton of guys on New Jersey where it's going to like, you know, steal that goal from me. So if we're talking about the Islanders, you know, 13 to 1, first goal, I, I really like uh, Brock Nelson there. I think he's just, uh, you know, he's really played his way into a guy that I just, look at night after night and it's been working out honestly so i'm gonna keep riding it all right no i think i think that's fair i mean it, it's definitely very very cheap on the dfs site so it's, it's it's in play but i'm not sure personally how much i'm gonna have of it um i like i said i think i agree with you the islanders are you know odds on probably gonna win this game um but i'm not sure if there's any prop that's going to be head and shoulders above the rest, especially if you're parlaying it, it might be better to take a couple of these straight. So other than that, is there anything you want to mention or you want to get right over to Washington at the Flyers? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think we're good there. So let's get over to Washington heading into Philadelphia. 
Uh, this game, the rare pick em type matchup, uh, both sides minus 108, uh, over under six and a half. So this one, you know, projected for a lot of uh, up-tempo pace uh, type stuff. So what are your thoughts on, you know, either side here or the over-under? I, mean, I, I really do like this game to have a good amount of goals. I mean, the Flyers have been susceptible, as we mentioned, and, and that game definitely went over against Buffalo. I think the Capitals could, again, put up three to four goals. Um, Ovechkin was could not have ran colder. I mean, on the ice for two goals, no points, 24 minutes of ice time, four shots on net. I know I think we're both on the same page that this – Sam is going to break. I mean, over the past two weeks, he has been far and away the highest I-Corsi per 60 guy in the league. Over the past five games, I know he's been head and shoulders above the rest. Um, he plays all the power play minutes. Everything you could possibly want for a guy, he's doing it. Um, and this is a great matchup again. So I'm definitely going to get in, involved and invested in some of these props for him. I like his shot prop again. I like his to score prop. Um, it got worse, plus 125. You know, it's not a guarantee, but I think he scores more often than not um, in this matchup. So that is a good starting point. Matt, do you want to add anything or, you know? You yeah, no, I, I think taking advantage of this Flyers team that, you know, they haven't really figured out what they're doing defensively. Um, you know, it's kind of been a surprise because they do have the talent. You know, guys like Sean Couturier are just dragging this team to – you know, be offensively competitive and def- defensively Carter Hart, you know, be what it may, they just haven't been keeping the puck out of their net. And I think that this Capitals team has a great chance of continuing that trend for the Flyers. Uh, last time we saw these two teams, I believe it was also in Philadelphia, a four to one, three to one, four to one victory for the Capitals. Nevertheless, it was convincing. Um, so I think that, you know, I'm going right back to the OV well, like you said, Anytime goal plus 125, absolutely in on that. A guy a little bit deeper down the board who I think has also pretty uh, good odds is Jacob Vrana at plus 230. He's sort of been growing into this guy on that second or on that top power play unit where even though he's a secondary guy at five on five, he's you know not getting a ton of ice time. Um, he just continues to put up goals and he's so talented. Um, now I think I prefer Ovi if I'm picking one from this game. But at slightly longer odds, I do think you could get away with Vrana. Uh, so on the flyer side, we, we saw um, Claude Giroux and Jacob Voracek start the game with Oscar Lindblom. Um, that was pretty interesting. I, I don't really know where your head's at on this one, DJ, but Jake Voracek, plus yeah. 330 so, to score a goal. That was my favorite takes last time. 10 shots on goal in the past two games. You know, he still smashed in DFS uh, with the assist. And I'm going back to it. I mean, they are trying to set him up. He does have a good shot. It's not going in the back of the net, but that should break. I mean, this guy gets another five shot and goal game and doesn't score. I'm I'm going to drink more beer than I planned on drinking this weekend. So, <laughs> I, and that's already a lot. So, yeah, I, it's, it's really, really good odds. I don't understand it. The other guy deeper down the list is Shane Gosses Bear. Now, taking a defenseman to score is always inherently super risky, but we're talking about a guy that has been a very good Icorsi player when in on the top power play um, and just a, a guy that's not is always willing to shoot the puck. Um, I wouldn't take it in a massive parlay by any stretch of the imagination, but it just seems a little bit off base for me. Um, a guy that's had, you know, six shot jungle games uh, multiple times in the past, you know, month. Uh, that could happen again. You know, four goals on the year. 
I think that's a little bit off, but I, I mean, safer, much safer, much better play pro- over the course of, you know, everything to play for a check, but I think Gotham's also very in play. Yeah. I mean, Eric Gustafson, who has one goal on the year has slightly, you know, uh, more likely to score a goal based on the sports books. And yeah, Chingas is fair is one of those guys uh, defense wise, who I think is uh, actually a bona fide goal getter. Um, so yeah, I, I don't hate that bet at all. Yeah, um, so any right. shot props you want to mention, I feel like we kind of skipped over them again, but I mean, Voracek obviously won um, Ovechkin and uh, if you can find it, um, I, 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 those are really the two I think here. I'm not going to get crazy. Yeah, that, is there another that, player you wanted to mention? The Giroux, I think, I think yeah. is Gossip, if you get Gossip too. too. Yeah, 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 that would also that was work. on FanDuel before. It was on FanDuel before too. So if you get it nice. at two and it's not terrible, yeah. I think it's fair. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I'm definitely siding with the uh, Capitals here. Uh, that's you know, I, I think that was pretty obvious in terms of the over under. I don't, I don't know. I, I might stay away from that. Yeah. Um, so let's go over to Nashville at Carolina. Uh, this is starting a run of games, which uh, are repeats from Tuesday. So, you know, if you listened on Tuesday, thank you for coming back. I know, you know, sometimes when I say things like Alex Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer of our uh, of all time, I got some hate in the YouTube comments for that. And I've just, you know, we don't need to rehash that again. But anyway, thanks for coming back because uh, we appreciate you, your viewership. So we were so Nashville. mad about that. It was really <laughs> funny. I was like, I was. you know, I think he's one of the, you know, goal scorers of our generation. You're like all time. I'm like, I wasn't even alive for these guys. So I mean, okay. video did exist in those times, fortunately. And we saw, we saw, we saw what it was like. Um, anyway. Um, so going back to this Nashville at Carolina game, you know, like we honestly, this feels like it's a common refrain for a lot of the Carolina games recently, but tons of tempo, uh, I mean, you know, pucks were flying around the ice. We saw almost every Carolina guy except for Andrei Svechnikov get there in terms of uh, shot props, you know, points, all that. Uh, So very sad on that. But this game is a game that I want to target. So at a five and a half, I really like the over there. Uh, Carolina minus 235. I think that's a little long, but you got to consider on the Nashville side, there's no Yossi. There's no Ryan Ellis. Now there's no Dante Fabro suspended two games uh, for an elbow to the head on t- Tuesday night. I mean, they were going to, there are a couple injuries away from putting you and me out there on defense. So, you know, any interest in this Carolina side or the, or the over here? I have quite a bit if they put me or you in on defense for sure. But yeah, no, I, I definitely in on the Carolina side here. It's again, it's pretty tough to stomach minus two thirty. Five, but if you take a parlay and you want to throw it in, if there's not a prop that you're super strong on because Fesnikov will have like 14 attempts and not get any on net, then, you know, go right ahead because they'll just break your heart and make you want to cry. That was me. I'm sorry. I'm just flashback to Tuesday. Are um, you projecting? I, love, I am projecting. <laughs> I love the over. That's the first thing I'd say here. I almost was, would rather take the over than like take the huge negative equity on the, on the hurricanes, but I do think it's fine. Um, more than anything here, you know, I just kind of want to highlight Sebastian Ajo, I think, just as a, a guy that I think is really him and, and um, Hamilton have, have been kind of the guys in the power play. Um, you know, that's where you get a lot of goals, obviously. And I think having a lot of these young, younger guys, if you will, stepping in and guys that, you know, I would say Jeremy Davies, I've never heard of him until tonight. And he's on the top power play for, for Nashville. Um, so again, again, like they're focusing on those two guys in the power play. 
I want to get those guys involved. Uh, multi-point Ajo game, I think, is in play, um, as well as, you know, just a DFS, a great two-man stack. And really, any way you want to stack up that first power play, I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, so, Matt, is there anything you want to touch on and maybe even Jeremy Davies? I mean, Yeah, you know, I, um, so I guess we'll touch on the Jeremy Davies first because he certainly is fantasy relevant, you know, betting wise, you're never going to find a shot prop, let's be honest, but you're not betting on this guy to put up points or shots or whatever. Uh, you're mostly playing him because he's an assist guy on the top power play unit with, you know, dynamic goal scorers, such as Philip Forsberg and Ely Tolvanen. Um, he's 24, which I was kind of surprised by because he did get a little bit of, uh, you know, juice from the prospect writers that I could find for the Predators. Uh, last season in the HL, he had 28 points in 62 games for the uh, the Milwaukee that farm is. team. Yeah, so that's, um, you know, certainly inspiring. Slightly under two shots per game. So we're not expecting a sort of rates guy, I would say. Um, definitely profiles as a smaller, uh, you know, just looking at his statistical profile, honestly, I thought Sam Gerrard. And then I thought, wait, 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 they traded that guy away. So let's not uh, rile up the Nashville fans too much uh, by saying that. But, you know, that's sort of what he looks like, which is to say he's not super relevant, except for the fact that he's going to be the dead minimum on DraftKings on this slate, where it's very useful to have a guy like that. So, um, you know, Nashville seems to have figured out their power play. And their power play is get the puck to Philip Forsberg and Ely Tolvin and let them pick Mm -hmm. corners, let them make plays happen. I think Davies will do just fine at that. And so, yeah, my favorite bet in this game is just the over five and a half. I, I, I'm not really looking yeah. to play the Russian roulette of, you know, which line for Carolina scores the goals. You know, is it going to be a four to two type game or is it going to be a, you know, three to three that goes to overtime? I don't know. Um, so I just think getting the over five and a half gives me blanket coverage to this game. I don't really have to worry too much about the individual pieces. Um, but if I were to worry about that, I think I'm just going to go back to Svechnikov. Like there's yeah. no reason for, you know, like you yeah. said, he had a ton of shot attempts. Uh, many, ton of shot attempts. I think they were, I think he had at least three or four blocks that I remember watching. And I was literally, you know, with seven games on at the same time, I was just like, beep, 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 just clicking through all these games. Um, and yeah, Svechnikov always had the puck on his stick. So I don't feel bad about that one at all. And I'm going right back to a shot prop, uh, even to score. I think just a bounce back game in general, you know, Jordan Stahl doesn't score two goals too many times uh, without Svechnikov getting there. So that's, uh, you know, just my, my thoughts there, but anything else here? No, I think you nailed it. I think everything you said was, was spot on. Um, The only other note is to always, when you're kind of making your DFS lineups, make sure. So just double check what they do, because there is a chance that, you know, we get Tolbanen back on that top line and that uh, yeah. plus 360 is just still egregious. So <laughs> let's get over to Florida at Columbus, which ended up being one of the highest shot on goal totals of the night on Tuesday. Un, I mean, unexpected for sure. Um, so Matt, I guess, you know, just kick it off from there. What are your thoughts on this game? Are you, you know, thinking this has, you know, kind of bounced back high, um, you know, it was a six goal game. Florida got the win. I think it was what 60 something shots on that. So are you kind of thinking that might happen again, or are you thinking this might get back to what people expected here? Yeah. I mean, Bob had to make 40, uh, I guess he had 40 shots on goal against him like that. That's nuts. Um, You know, this Florida team, we'd seen them, you know, basically smother the life out of a team like Dallas a couple of times, even 
and we saw Dallas what they could do Tuesday uh, when they get the you know the free reign. So that was kind of a surprise. Um, I'm still not completely sold that this Columbus team is capable of scoring. Um, you know, they have Line A, they have you know Cam Atkinson. I certainly like those two guys, especially on fantasy sites. But the over-under is five and a half. I kind of feel okay about that. But I do feel pretty good about this uh, Florida. You know, they're road favorites, sure. But minus 136 just doesn't really feel um, like it's high enough. I'm really just kind of in on this Columbus team being a bit of a train wreck. Um, I've been saying that for a few weeks now. And I think the only teams they've beaten in the recent past were like maybe one game against Carolina and a couple like Detroit's. Let's see. They beat Dallas. That's right. But yeah, I mean, they, they're just, they're just really spinning their wheels, especially on offense. Um, so I'm immediately looking to a guy like, you know, Alex Barkov, of course, because he's great. Uh, but also, you know, Patrick Hornfist, usual suspects. So I just think that building around those guys on the Florida side are how I want to attack this. But DJ, uh, any thoughts on your end? <clears throat> I, mean, I think everything you said, I, I more or less agree with. I'm probably not touching the over-under. I consider the Florida side, but I think the best bet in this game, because this game actually seems to have all the props loaded, is Cam Atkinson over 2.5 minus 134. That just seems really strange for a guy that had, what, uh, seven shots on goal and 14 attempts last game, I think, was was the number, and just as of late has been really firing the puck. Um, yeah. I don't understand this line. It's just kind of off. So I think this might end up being – you know, predecessor, my favorite bet of the night, um, as far as the prop is concerned, it there's really no reason to, for me to believe that he's not going to continue this. Uh, if, especially if you like this game, not even to hit the over, just if you like the Florida Panther side of this, I think Atkinson shooting um, is going to be really strong. That top power play of Atkinson, Foglino, Line, Rosovich, and Wierenski, you know, Atkinson is conceivably the trigger guy there along with Line. Um, so I like that a lot. I talked about in the morning state podcast, just Atkinson and Morensky. It's a good, pretty cheap two man unit um, that, you know, if they end up scoring two or three goals, they could you know, very easily be involved in all of it. But Atkinson over two and a half. I feel very, very good about that. Yeah. It's that number. I, I do agree with you for sure. Like Cam Atkinson over his last 10 games is average, averaging two and a half scoring chances per game. He's got, th- he's got 33 shots over those 10 games. Um, he's really just getting to dangerous areas. He's putting a ton of pucks on net. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think that line is a pretty good one there, especially if they are trailing and need to just be firing like they were. Just confirmed the... good. He's confirmed yeah. good at hockey. Like, I don't know why we're even. Yeah. yeah. So I mean... one other guy that we, we alluded to this, you know, so kudos to us, I guess. Uh, but Mason Marchman did wind up playing on that top line next to Barkov. Uh, their third line mate was Verhage. So, you know, obviously Verhage's been there for a while this season. He's priced a plus 220 anytime goal in the exact same type of role, let's say, you know, first line, second power play. Mason Marchment, plus 510 to score a goal. You're getting better than five to one odds on a guy playing with Barkov to score. you'd be crazy to not just sprinkle a little bit of dough on that, you know, maybe as a one-off, you don't want to parlay it too much and get, you know, too crazy, but that's just a guy who, again, nothing's guaranteed, but if you're talking, you know, situations to be in as a goal scorer, that's one you want to be in and, you know, riding shotgun to Barkov. So uh, I I just think that that's one that the, the books missed on entirely right there. 
Yeah, they, they did not adjust. No, they did not. <laughs> if they looked at the Lions, they threw them out the window, and they yes. didn't care. I mean, obviously, confirm he's with Barkoff if he's back with uh, your your Lomberg and your your other guys of that nature. Just yeah, you know, it, but again, they they won. Um, he had a pretty yeah, decent game. Too. He had yeah. he had four uh, shots on that. He had four shots on yeah. goal and played yeah. sixteen and a half minutes. Like that's exactly I what you highly. Want to see. Highly doubt it, they switch it, but just make sure before you put a hundred dollars down or something stupid, like make sure that. So, okay. Uh, is there anything else in this game you want to cover before we get to the Winnipeg Jets at the Toronto Maple Leafs? Nope. Uh, let's head over to Toronto. So yeah, we saw Toronto lose this game on a, you know, kind of surprisingly on Tuesday night. Uh, they are minus 180 in this spot. Uh, Austin Matthews making us look like fools. Um, he said, wrist, what wrist? I'm going to score two goals, put up six shots on goal. Um, so, you know, that's that happens. Coach Keefe definitely, uh, you know, maybe led us astray by saying, oh, the wrist was, you know, really hampering his wrist shot. Like, turns out Austin Matthews could probably score 50 goals one-handed. Like, you know, just he's 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 an absolute monster. Um, I think any sort, sort of bet around this game probably should start with considering him. Uh, so, DJ, any thoughts on, you know, the leaf side of this or the over under, which is currently six and a half. I think the six and a half is a decent spot to attack. I'm not incredibly strong on it, but I think it's fair. Um, I just think, you know, Winnipeg is pretty inept defensively. So especially I'm kind of thinking Hellebuck doesn't start, but we don't know yet if it's Brassois, then I just, you know, I'm going to attack that over. I think that, you know, if they had seven goals the last game, probably not going to be Anders and Hellebuck. It'll probably be two guys that just aren't nearly as good. Um, and I think that both teams have enough. They're going to give up defensively to make that worth a wild bet. Um, the one guy that I think, you know, could get some goals and also uh, just over the two and a half shot, Kyle Connor, uh, plus 170, I think is is fair enough for the goal. I'm not sure if I'm going to be attacking that too strong, but over two and a half at minus 155, it's like they just keep dropping it. And I don't exactly understand why he's still the, you know, trigger guy in the power play. Um, he's, you know, I'd say the him and uh, Ellers, pair really really well together uh both of them really good i think connor is going to hit over two and a half way more often than not it, it's, it's really rare for him to have anything under two and generally speaking he hits that over so that's probably another yeah, one of my but, favorite I mean, bets of the night i don't know why again like those two guys uh, I, I, those are staples of my parlays um for sure yeah, like you can you can respect this Leafs team defensively, which I, I mean, honestly, you don't even have to. You know, they've shown the last three games that you know they they've played well. I'm not going to say they've gotten run out of the building or anything, um, but you can definitely put shots on goal against these guys. And Connor's a trigger man; he loves to shoot. He has 42 shots on goal in the last 10 games, yeah. and that's on 63 shot attempts. Like, come on, people! Like, yeah, uh, it's yeah. two and a half. You know, especially if they're trailing. Like, again, it's just it's just one of those things. It's like you know, I get it. The odds aren't the best, but still minus 155 gives you a lot of wiggle, uh, wiggle room. You know, you're talking, you know, 60 ish percent and 60% of the time he absolutely gets there when he's averaging four shots a game. And there's always the chance that he does get promoted to that big boy line. You know, when he gets, uh, you know, when yeah. it hasn't happened yet, but when it does like, boy, his, his uh, shot prop, I think just gets absolutely flattered uh just yeah. you know insane I, I, so and i think you know his minus 139 to have a point he has 24 points in 25 games doesn't it's just it's probably seem to fit it's like they're for some reason adjusting for i don't know what um i don't know so i think that any way you want to look at kyle connor he's one of my favorite players on the entire slate 
uh, DraftKings, on FanDuel, and everything about him, I'm in on it. So that is definitely going to be one of my, you know, just key pillars of the slate. Yeah, and, uh, you know, let's talk about this Leafs side here because, of, of course, they're a big favorite in a six-and-a-half game. They're going to have some, uh, you know, high implied team total. And I think John Tavares is a way to get exposure to that. Um, he hasn't really had the ceiling game we're looking for yet. I think it's coming. Um, you know, I absolutely love building around him and Matthews both in tournaments. Like they're playing together on the same power play unit. And like, yeah, of course they're not playing together a ton at five on five, but they do sometimes, you know, they put together that hero line, you know, after commercials or before the end of a period, um, it happens. So you definitely could run into something like that, but just in general, that power play role, I don't really see how Matthews at minus 275 is a better bet than John Tavares at minus 143, given they share that power play. Um, so th- that's just my first thought there. Unfortunately, it's only Mar- Marner and Matthews to get multiple points because that actually might be pretty enticing to me too. Uh, I'm just betting on a, you know, a big game coming uh, sooner rather than later from John Tavares because he's getting a lot of opportunities. Um, he's playing with Willie Nylander, who, you know, we've talked about really liking as well. So I think I'm, you know, mostly building around Matthews, but of course building around Tavares as well yeah, and, and maybe trying and, to make them both work. And I do think that we're going to get Zach Hyman up with that Marner Matthews line. They did kind of switch over late in the game and, you know, it worked. Hyman looked very good out there. He, I believe, led them in five on five time. It was really, really close. <laughs> played like and 24 scored. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He must have led them in five on five. I, I just can't see why they would change that. It seemed like he was like the best guy going for them. So, yeah. um, Hyman, if you like, you know, the Marner Matthews line, either of them have over two points, well within the realm of possibility that Hyman scores at plus 270. So, um, I'm, I mean, on that, even like the Hyman first goal at plus one, 1,700, just, um, it's like a long odds bet. I think that he has a much better odd of scoring over uh, Blake Wheeler. So, okay. Uh, let's go to yet another repeat of uh, Tuesday night, Tampa at Detroit. Now Detroit was frisky. They made this one pretty close, you know, gotta, gotta hand it to them. Um, a lot of the guys who we really liked on the Tampa side didn't really come through for us. You know, I'm not, I'm not too afraid of that. It happens sometimes. This is a Tampa team that's 18, four and two. They're minus three thirty-five favorites here. Um, you know, Detroit plus two seventy-five. I just don't think you can, even with Larkin in the lineup. We basically saw their best efforts on uh, Tuesday, and they still fell short. So, over under a five and a half, I think, is kind of. Uh, interesting it's also kind of misleading because of how many goals are just expected to be scored by tampa in this game uh, just a massive percentage of them so i don't know where your thoughts are Deej, but i'm not even sure i can go with the puck line here for this tampa side i think i'm literally just staying to the player props uh, but is there you know a, an edge that you think you have uh, you know on the team sides or anything like that i mean i would i would consider the tampa puck line but I don't know. I, again, like it's the same thing from last time of like, are you really going to put something down that you feel like lukewarm about that's getting terrible, terrible odds. I mean, at the end of the day, these are all professional hockey players with a lot of pride and Detroit being this big of an underdog, I think plays into it a little bit, but overall I, I, I just wouldn't touch any of the, you know, over unders or anything like that. I'm more focused on getting the right pieces of Tampa. Um, 
I really like a multi-point game for Victor Hedman if you can find it. I just think that he is so heavily involved. And if Detroit keeps it at all close, I mean, having at 26 minutes last game, you know, all the power play one time, penalty kill time, he is just a multi-point game in the making every single night. Probably my favorite, I mean, the most expensive, but my favorite play over on DraftKings and on FanDuel. Um, just put him in with anyone. It, it doesn't really matter who. I know I talked about the Stamkos-Kalorn kind of connection because the five-on-five, five, it's a good bit cheaper than going point a lot, although actually not that, not that much cheaper. Honestly, they're pretty fair, um, either one of them. But Hedman is just such a strong play. It does kind of think that he's minus 200 for a point on, on DraftKings and you don't get that multi-point opportunity. So um, I might look over at FanDuel to see where that odd lies. Um, anything else you wanted to mention in this one? Yeah, I mean, I... I'm, I'm with you right there on Victor Hedman. I think he's my favorite defenseman of the night, like fantasy circles. Uh, we look at the last 10 games and of every single defenseman in the league, Victor Hedman has the most expected fantasy points per game of any defenseman. Um, the next closest guy to him on this slate is Dougie Hamilton. Basically you're talking about like a 20% gap between the two. Like Victor Hedman's playing a really good brand of hockey. And of course they've done that against, you know, a relatively weak Chicago team and obviously last game against Detroit, but they're still going against Detroit. So you can't really use the, you know, the, the matchup argument when they literally have the best matchup. Um, so I'm right back there on Victor Hedman. Unlike you, I'm just going back to Andre Palat and Brayton Point. Um, I don't think Sorelli's of much interest to me, but you can get a, you know, the, the, the score on Palat at better odds yeah. than Stamkos, Point, and Kalorn. Like, I know Palat's been getting a lot of assists lately, but he is firing the puck. He is in that role in the power play where he's the guy who they're trying to get one-timers to, to open, you know, use Stamkos to pull guys away and then just hit the cross seam. And that's going to work. Um, I, I think that strikes, you know, more often than a Kalorn, you know, net front scramble. So I just prefer Andre Palat, honestly. And, um, you know, DFS too. I just really like point and plot. So uh, that's where I'm going, but certainly understand getting shares of Stamkos and Kalorn as well, because there should be goals of plenty here. Um, yeah, Tampa. Yeah. The, the Stamkos shot tip Kalorn seems fair, but it doesn't matter. I mean, betting on a tip goal is difficult <laughs> at best. Um, I, I agree. I think Palat's a better take as a to score just in general, but um, either of those stacks are fine. Do you want to move on to Chicago at Dallas, the rematch of the massacre? Yeah. Um, you know, just gonna, I feel like, I feel like we're allowed to victory lap sometimes, but we sat here on Tuesday going like, yeah, just, just jam this Dallas side. They're yeah. way better. And I'm pretty sure the line moved at least 15 points in Dallas's favor based on that game. Uh, yeah. Cause Dallas right now is minus 148. I still think that it's, it's the DJ Woods bump. It's just the DJ bump. Or look. the or the hey Jason Robert Robertson put up four points on your sorry ass hey, Chicago. Mr. Robertson. Um, yeah. So whatever it is though, like this is you know gonna be another pretty good matchup. I'm actually kind of surprised the over under got left at a five and a half because yeah, I like the over. Yeah, it got there on Dallas alone, and Patrick Kane <laughs> wasn't even involved, you know, like um mm-hmm. So that's that's one thing. Game. Yeah, right. How mean? How how rude? Um, but did you like did you like the fact that all of his sisters did like a congratulations from the Sabres arena in throwback Sabres jerseys? 
I, I did not see that. So okay. I do like oh. it now that I've heard about it though. Yeah, it was like it was the old school red. Uh, what well, was, it was white? The white jerseys with the goat head. All three sisters and the dad like staring at the sabers rank, and I was just like, "This is awesome! Like, bring them, just do it." Anyway, so best yeah, in this well, game. Speaking, what people actually care about. Speaking of Patrick Kane, if you're interested in a longer read on Patrick Kane and growing up in the Buffalo circles of junior hockey, the Athletic had an incredible article about like basically talking to some of his old like junior coaches, juniors, teammates. Um, and just how insanely talented he was, despite being basically, you know, he was that kid who was basically uh, strewn aside because he was too small. And so it's just a really good read, uh, really interesting perspective into a guy who obviously in his professional playing career has gotten some notoriety for, you know, some off-ice incidences, uh, let's say, but, um, you know, just a really interesting read. It was Mark Lazarus at The Athletic, you know, always does good work, but I, I highly recommend that read. Uh, you know, on your lunch break or something, if you're interested, because uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But anyway, let's talk about some bets here. Yeah, I mean, are you at all interested in, in Mr. Patrick Kane at plus 200 to score? I kind of think I like to bring it better at plus 220, you know? Um, uh, either either or. No, I agree. Yeah. I think those are pretty crazy, like, like not exa- like Dallas is fine. They're decent defensively, but man, are they, I mean, these are the guys. I mean, if Chicago is scoring goals, it's coming through them. Um, I'm going right back to the Joe Pavelski over two and a half shots. Um, like, like we mentioned, I, you know, we like the over, we like this game in general. I think I like the pace a good bit. Pavelski only had three after his, uh, 10 shot on goal game before, but three gets the job done. Uh, three, <laughs> threes get degrees. I don't know whatever you want to say. I'm in on it. Um, I think he goes right back and, and gets it again. Um, so I'm going to be taking that and maybe one of those goals I mentioned and, uh, I mean, I, you could talk me into the multi-point Pavelski game too. Plus three twenty. Uh, I think that's a little bit longer than than I would have thought. Um, yeah, I'm. That's I'm mostly. I think the to score odds on Kane and Debrinket are the best yeah. odds here, besides that Pavelski yeah. shot prop that I'm willing well, to it, bet. It's so because weird. Okay, I, I think I think you're looking at the yep. same thing that I'm looking at. You're seeing take it, take one it. point for Patrick Kane at minus two eighty six. <laughs> that's Austin Matthews level. And like I get that Kane's not the scorer that Austin Matthews is, but like the Brinkett, same thing, minus two twenty-five. That's Mitch Marner levels. Like he probably is a better scorer than Mitch Marner is. And you're getting DeBrinket at like plus two twenty to score. Like how many times is DeBrinket just getting an assist? I don't know, but it certainly doesn't feel like it lines up with like those two odds in comparison to one another. So I'm definitely more leaning toward this DeBrinket goal or the Pavelski shot, depending on, you know, which over you want to take, which side of this game you like. Um, but I think those are two really, really strong bets. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even think right. we need to really dive into anything else. The okay. plays are obvious um, and correlate right over on DraftKings or FanDuel. Get to the last game of the night, Montreal, Calgary. I mean, it's a five and a half. I don't think we've seen a Canadian five and a half. I thought that was a myth. It didn't exist. I kind of agree with it though. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of that could be due to, you know, the fact that Daryl Sutter, uh, you know, he's going to make an impact on this Calgary team. Will it be a good one? I don't know. Will it be a good one for fantasy? Probably not. Um, but luckily for them, the they battle of the, the, yeah, both teams, new coaches, like the, and, and the Sabres are like, Oh, we'll keep our guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get the Canadians coming in here after, you know, an 11 o'clock game on Wednesday night, 
Um, you know, 22 hours between games, that's usually something that only happens on the weekends, you know, Saturday into Sunday type stuff. Um, I have to imagine that, you know, just makes Calgary a better bet here. So Calgary at minus 118, Montreal plus 102. I already kind of think that Calgary has a slight edge. I, I just, again, don't really see the goal scoring from Montreal. Um, so I think I'm in on the, the flames here. Well, what about you? I agree. I think the Flames are a pretty solid bet here, especially at home, um, you know, with Montreal on that back-to-back. I think it does play into this. And I just overall don't think Montreal is as good as their record indicates. And I think Calgary is a bit better than their record would indicate on the season. So um, I like – I just like Calgary's defense. I think it's good. And I think that they could you know, stifle um, the scoring that, you know, Montreal needs to, to, to stay in this game. Um but, you know, I think overall in this game, if I'm betting on it, A, I think Calgary is really strong. Um, I know you like this as well, but the Johnny Gaudreau plus 235 to score, again, just doesn't quite add up to me. Um, he is still Johnny Gaudreau, and he's played 25 minutes last game and all the power play time and scored in the power play. And, uh, Matt, I guess I'll just send it back to you on that. Are you still riding Johnny Gaudreau here? Yeah, you know, it's definitely not like the guy I feel the most sure about on this entire night. But in this game, I mean, you know, Johnny Gaudreau is just, I I think he's really underpriced, especially like over on DraftKings. You're talking about a guy who, yes, it is a pretty difficult matchup. It's no Ottawa matchup. Like you just mentioned, he scored last game, but he's priced at 5,600. He's nearly a point per game player, has 11 goals on the year. Um, You know, sure, he's got a bit of an inflated shooting percentage, but I don't really expect that to you know, come to a screeching halt, especially against a Montreal team that can't seem to buy a save at the moment. So, um, you know, we'll see how it looks like Jake Allen will be going. So he's actually been slightly better than Carey Price. You know, I'm not sure how many times yeah. the, the Canadians fans need to hear like, oh, the, you know, the backup's actually better than Price, but it's happening again. Um, so in any right. case, though, it's just it's just too cheap for Johnny Gaudreau given his talent and he's going to be super low owned, I bet. And it's a nice little late hammer for you. All right. I think with that, our favorite bets of the night. Yeah. I mean, just one more thing on the Montreal side, we did see Gallagher and Defoe paired up at five on five. Um, If that holds, I kind of like this Brendan Gallagher under on the shots. Like we've never really seen him with a guy who controls just as much of the, you know, the puck on his stick shots toward the net as Gallagher does. So I think getting under three and a half, like that's just a really high number for a guy who we know has time on ice uh, issues. Let's say like he has issues getting on the ice for 17 minutes in a night. So um, that's like the one under that I think, you know, keep an eye on what happens uh, against Vancouver, but, uh, minus 143 on that. I, I kind of like, so let's talk about some of our favorite bets. All right. I already, you know, think mine are going to come out to be very obvious. Uh, Atkinson shot prop, Stresnikov shot prop <laughs> and Pavelski shot prop, I think are the, t- the three shot props. I like the most um, the goals. I think, you know, I think Pavlov's actually really strong. The more I think about it and to bring it, those are a five, I'll give you five for the price of two that I normally do. Wow. You just, yeah, you just went in there and basically stole all of my thunder. So perfect. Um, I wanted it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think my favorites, uh, I agree with most of yours there. Um, you know, let's, let's not 
get too cute or whatever, I, I think those are you know the right ones to target, especially on the shot prop side. Um, I, I think that this Brock Nelson to score, I, I feel really good about him. I really like him in DFS. Um, so let's go with Brock Nelson plus 240 anytime goal. If you want that top power play exposure instead, Beauvillier, same price, plus 240. Could absolutely do that instead. Um, but, you know, I, I'm pretty ambivalent either way. Um, otherwise, Dallas money line, absolutely in on that one. And I think the Washington money line is also very good. Uh, minus 108, just I don't really see it out of this Flyers team at the moment. So uh, any other bets that you think we should mention? I mean, no, I'll be tweeting some out <clears throat> tomorrow and I'm sure, you know, we'll go over that and, you know, get in our morning skate pod discord. If you want to talk more about daily fantasy mainly, but if you have any questions on bets or anything, you know, we'll go over it with you in there. With that being said, I think we'll get to a few of our favorite stacks of the night um, over on DraftKings. So Matt, I stole all of the thunder last time. So let me pass it to you. So I don't steal your thunder over here on the uh, stacks. Yeah, um, I think building around a chalk Jeremy Davies is a good way to sort of take advantage of the fact that if he fails, you know, he's probably taking the rest of your lineup with him, of course. But in the case that he does well, it's almost certainly through getting, you know, multiple points. So I think stacking him with his power play one mates and Philip Forsberg and Ely Tolvanen makes for a really good, you know, uh, low priced way to get high upside. And gets you a guy in Phil Forsberg who is very expensive, uh, but he should be low owned because of that. And just, I really like the game environment in general. So that's going to be my first stack. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to stick right to it with the uh, the Gord line, the Gord, Kalorn, Stamkos. Um, if you want to head him with the whole thing, I think even going for a man is, is in play. Um, or, you know, even taking out a guy like Kalorn um, or a guy like I guess Gord would probably make more sense to get that full power play correlation. Um, and if you like the point line more, go with it. It obviously is a little bit more expensive. It's not going to break bank though. Stamkos is so expensive that like it, it's probably pretty close to the middle. So I, I think either of those two stacks against Detroit are in play here. Okay. Um, for my the last time I faded it and was right. <laughs> for my second one. I'm going to take the Washington top power play. Um, you know, I, I don't like playing Nick Backstrom. So I'm just going to go, uh, I'm going to go Ovi, John Carlson, TJ Oshie. Uh, you could also go TJ Vrana or TJ Vrana. My God, I'm morphing these guys together. Uh, Jacob Vrana, you can go Vrana in there for sure. But uh, Oshie at five on five and on the power play, I, I think that's a little bit better, um, but really just like that top power play overall for Washington. Yeah, no, I think I think that's really really good. Um, I mean, th- this one is, I think I'd end up just going with two uh, two man on this, but I think you could talk me into trying to put it together as three. But I really like Wierenski and Atkinson. Um, I think that those two guys have, you know, multi point, you know, shot bonus upside together. Um, each of them getting there, you could conceivably play Nick Foligno with it. I probably wouldn't. Um, but it would correlate on the power play and five on five. He's 3,800, but he just kind of has that, like, if he doesn't assist on those goals, he might end up zeroing out for you and, and just really tanking your lineup. Um, he's not a complete dud when it comes to shot rate, but he's not strong enough for me to like absolutely want to jam him in. Um, so I think Agassi Morensky is a really good mid mid tier cheapish uh, way to 
get like huge GPP upside without, um, you know, high ownership, A, you're not going to have high ownership and B, um, just, what was it, at? not breaking in the bank. And you can still kind of get those other plays we mentioned with Tampa Bay, um, Carolina, um, that I think are going to be really, really popular. All right. Good. So if you want to hear more about this DFS slate, check out the Morning Skate podcast, uh, you know, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts on Twitter at Morning Skate Pod for, for more there. Um, but that will do it for this show. So as always, big thanks to PrizePix for sponsoring the show. Make sure you sign up over there, prizepix.com, using the uh, using the code MMN when you sign up for a up to $100 match deposit bonus uh so dj anything else before we get out of here uh i mean no congratulations to the nhl for signing over with espn i hope that is fun and interesting and brings some some good content and you know i i know we're all crushed that you know we might end up losing pierre um you know to the <laughs> broadcast and i'm personally <laughs> taking it very hard um I, i'm not gonna know which player had his coach when he was uh uh, coming out of the womb pre might yeah you know just yeah, yeah no. pre might so it, it's gonna be tough you know we're gonna definitely you know pour one out for for that but you know overall I, I i am excited about it i hope it leads to more revenue for the league more revenue for the players higher cap um everything and you know obviously them not putting the savers on is going to be great I, I i just really look forward to espn saying like all right so you know how nbc you put on like the savers and the red wings like you know 100 times a year and there's call it a year we're not going to do that. We're going to give you the fun players and just like the NHL, like their boardroom's going to just blow into smithereens. It was like, Oh my God, like what happened? There is a very prominent member of ESPN that's went to St. Bonaventure that isn't even Adrian Borjanowski. And I, you know what? I'll just send the DM. I met him one time. He'll never remember me in a million years. Um, He's like one of the VPs though. And I'm just like, Hey, listen, let me just pick all the games for you guys. Uh, <laughs> yes we'll give you the best games maybe to, uh, zero dollars like yep. i don't want any i actually yep. i'll pay you to do this <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right well that's uh that, that's something that we'll definitely be hearing more about as time goes on but it is definitely a big development for the league and i think for everyone who enjoys the nhl so i'm very excited about that and espn kind of getting back in the fold i loved hearing the music uh you know in their in their promo so all right you can find me on twitter i'm at fake moods DJ's at DJ underscore Mitchell 94 and make sure you, you know, you like this episode. If you're on YouTube, give us an old thumbs up. Uh, make sure you subscribe, you know, on YouTube or on the podcast platforms if you're choosing um, and follow the Mayo Media Network on Twitter at Mayo Media Net. And DJ, of course, as always, love your Yager jersey. So make sure you're on oh, YouTube. Oh, I'm sorry. I just was showing it off to the people that actually watch the video as you should be every time. Sorry, All I right. don't know. Best of luck out here on Thursday night, fellas. Uh, we will see ya. Mm-hmm.